you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and NFL.com/slash/shek. Egad, black tie behind the glass is apparently very excited given how loud that just was in my ears there. The the chant of the crowd, black tie, I understand your enthusiasm because week nine was positively grand. We told you in advance it would be, and so it was. It was easy to predict with the juicy matchups that were out there, and that's rear view mirror, and we're going to talk about it right now, but I like to live in the present in the here and now and this is an exciting time because look who's back in studio 66 maximum strength or just new studio 66 before i introduce him i want to say this out of this very studio just a few days ago we produced the first long form if you will episode of the ddfp tv 22 minutes people don't understand what long form i just told you but they listened they've seen our videos that come out black tie and those are usually five to ten minutes this was 22 minutes of video slash audio action nate burleson football baby joined us i'll talk about him in just a moment and uh, that's available i believe still on now right definitely still on now it's available on nfl now so check it out all right what a what a great pitch! And then um, and then also uh, there's a new NFL out there that extends all the way back to Peyton and Brady's college days, and uh, we assess what if in 1997 there had been a Final Four playoff like we now have for 2014 in college ball. So uh, so give that one uh, or be on the lookout for that one. Now to uh, to uh, the belated introduction of our main man, not seated to my immediate right as he used to be now. To my immediate left, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for uh, having me here. It is a little disconcerting to be on the left. I will. I will uh, have to admit that it's kind of like 
you grew up your whole life playing third base, and they're like, you know what, you're losing your arm strength. They're going to need to move you to second. But it's fine. I'll adjust. I also have to admit that I'm sure that all the longtime fans of the DDFP, and uh, they're probably sitting there, they're looking through an iTunes, and they see it, and they're like, oh, Rank's back. This is going to be a great day until if they're, especially if they're a Broncos fan or a Peyton Manning apologist, <laughs> they're like, oh, my God. This is why he's back. Yeah, it's, the it's the same. You're it's, right. it's the same look that I got from Black Tie when I said, "Hey, can I come on and be on the podcast?" And he's like, "Great, that's the best." And then the realization starts hitting him, and he's like, "This is the worst possible idea." But it was too late to rescind the invitation. Well, listen, Rank, you and I are in the wrong. We don't know anything about football, unlike <laughs> everybody else who talks about it for a living. You and I are delusional, and we hate Peyton Manning and. He did something in in our personal lives or something or other that has made him cross, made us cross with him or something, and we're wrong. He doesn't play worse when it's chilly outside, <laughs> and he does win just as much as always. Yeah. So, all right, we'll talk about that. And I don't mean to beat up old number eighteen there, but we're obviously going to get into it. A couple things I wanted to point out at the top, though, rank. First of all. I see you've gotten into this Movember thing. I did. I'm sure this probably. I like it. You do like it. Oh, it's very strong on you. <laughs> I, I think it suits you. You. I can also see you're do, making the right move of going a little Fu Manchu. A little too much, yeah. I'm no, gonna try let to, it go down. I'm going to try to extend it little by little as much as the producers of NFL Fantasy Live will allow. I feel like right now, when I'm because I can see my reflection, it looks like the episode of Friends where Chandler's trying to grow out a mustache to look like Richard. It's in that stage right now, and I have a fear that on November 28th, we're still going to be in that same stage. It's not going to look any better, but I'm giving it a go. It's for a good cause. I was challenged. I, uh, I feel, you know, look, I've got enough, I've got enough wristbands on my wrist right now to show that I'll pick up just about any cause, uh, as long as it's something personal to me. So I'm doing it. And, uh, All right. vanity be damned. I don't like the people though. And this is the one thing that I get and I hear a lot because Akbar from the NFL fantasy live will also do it. There's some other members of the – I'm not going to call anybody out, but I, I do know that some people are like, well, I don't grow a great mustache. And you're like, that's not the point. Like, this isn't about vanity. Do you think that a mustache is a strong look for a bald man? Not at all. It's not about the vanity. It's about raising – it. but, you know, some people, whatever, whatever they want to do. All right, well, I, I happen to disagree with you, and I'm What's not that? just saying it because we're sitting in the same room. It does suit you. I like <laughs> I like that thing. It makes you look like a renegade. <laughs> I think it's cool. And Phil Rivers now is sporting a mustache, I guess, for the month of November. It did not help no. his uh, Chargers. Now, of course, you would have known this had you been paying attention to the picks of Football Baby. <laughs> a miraculous run, if you don't know Football Baby. I Some say we're not sure exactly of his origins. Some believe that Joe Namath, the first to make a guarantee to predict a football outcome, of course, famously, one of his deep passes collided in space with a fast-moving comet and forged Football Baby, and then Football Baby was dropped in my backyard and I raised him as my own and tried to help him negotiate around the moral and ethical, um, you know, conundrum of having these uh, these superpowers in Week 8. He went 4-0, including Colt McCoy in D.C. going into Big D and winning that one. 4 and encore, 4-0 and again. No jive either because these weren't – this wasn't the Bengals at home against the Jags. Mm-hmm. This was Dolphins over Chargers, which was a 50-50 proposition, yeah, you would think. that's a pretty good pick. Eagles at Houston, 
He took the Steelers at home over the Ravens, mm-hmm. and he took uh, Brady over oh. Peyton, 4-0. and I mean, a, a miraculous stuff there. If you want to look at NFL.com, you can track down his deeds and verify his work via um, via the tape. It's, it tells you everything you need to know. I'll tell you what somebody told me, though, Rank, today, and it is Hall of Fame football player slash our current Carly, uh, colleague, Warren Sapp, who's a delight to see in the hallway. Oh, yeah, a lot of kibitzing. fun. And he, you know, he's, he's got a good sense of humor. And he said, you know what's one of the funniest things we do here? Have you, uh, and he assumed that I had something to do with it because of my uh, association with the fantasy show, which I corrected. He said, it is, uh, that helps no one. Yeah. He conjured by Adam Rank a number of years ago now where he identifies, well, you explain that helps no one. Yeah, it's one of those things we take a look back at some of those unheard of players who score fantasy points. You're watching it. Not everybody's paying close attention. Perhaps you're in a a sports bar or something, and then you see it. You know, the Eagles are driving down. LaShawn McCoy is running good. You see an Eagles running back score, and you just assume it's LaShawn McCoy. But no, you look up, it's Chris Polk, and you say to yourself, you know what? That helps no one because nobody in the history of the world has ever started Chris Polk at the running back position in fantasy. But even Chris Polk's family in their family, they would not even condescend to even roster him. So it's been something that we do each and every week. And he actually, um, what a week for you to do this bit too. Mark Sanchez, nobody had him. I'm sure nobody had Matt <laughs> Spath in their lineup, uh, there the is, backup tight end for the Steelers. There is no shortage of THNO um, touchdowns this season. A couple of weeks ago, it was really bad. We almost like I we came in with a Saturday Night Live style cold opening where it was just like you know what for the next hour we're just going to do that helps no one touchdowns and go through it and somebody comes in and says no 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 we've got to do a real show because you know we've got to get the fantasy advice out there but uh so we did that and Warren Sepp actually did barge into our meeting today and was like I just wanted you all to know that helps no one's the greatest thing we do on this network. Just had to let you guys know. Thank you so much. And then that was it. Then he was gone. And you're like, wow, that is a lot of fun. And it's Validating. Because not everybody's a huge fan of it. So it is nice when somebody like Warren Sapp comes up. Yeah, so if any so if any pasty executive comes up to you and say, like, I think we really should consider killing that. Say I refer you to number 99, Warren you'll Sapp. Have, Why don't you take up your issue with him? You'll and have that to talk be the to end Q- of it. <laughs> you'll have to talk to the QB killer himself. You tell him that there will be that helps no I know the NFL AM show has tried to uh, steal it. Not steal it, but they, they've lamented that it's not part of their show. And they're like, is there any way we could do a share? And I'm like, look, this is NFL Fantasy Live. This is where this was born. It was born in the blue room. I find, I feel like you were there when we started doing this. Because we would watch the games in the kind of the command center. Yeah, maybe that was the the origin. I was there when you came up with the notion of it. But, uh, but yeah, I think you started doing it a couple of years ago. Anyway, so muzzle tough to you on that. Uh, you. Number 99 is a fan of your work, and, uh, and that's good. All right, let's dig in to what we saw in week nine here. We are moments away out here on the West Coast, coming at you on Monday afternoon, kickoff of uh, Colts and Giants is nigh, so we have enough of a snapshot to take a look at week nine and try and assess what it all means, and I don't know where to start. I don't want to jump in on the Peyton thing because I know where that goes. <laughs> I want to jump in on yeah, the Pittsburgh thing, but then people will say, well, see, of course you're Homers. jumping on, but this was this was a historic deed 
by Big Ben Roethlisberger, the first man, obviously, you know by now, to throw six touchdown passes in consecutive games. Can I say something about that, though? You may. You I, th- may. I don't know if we, if we mentioned this on the weekend guide, but... Oh, it, yeah, Rank and I do the weekend guide. You can look for that. I don't know where it, when it comes out, but it's geez, on NFL.com. On it's usually attached. I've started to have them attach it to my Madden predictions piece that I do every week. And two weeks ago... I got a lot of buzz over something I wrote because I called out a, a quarterback who called out some poor stadium worker and kind of tried to bully him. But I don't want to. I don't want. That's old news. We don't want to get into that. But I did want to talk about scoreboard operator. Yes, did something wrong and did the quarterback wrong, of the team had nothing then, better to worry about than that. And Cam, I think it was Cam Newton who called him out, and the internet exploded. Oh no, wait, that wasn't Cam no. Newton. It was he Peyton, had a one in his. Oh, that's And then right. everybody thought it was hilarious. Where had had it have been Jay Cutler? Jay Cutler would have been the worst person in the world. But that's not the point. That's not what I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about this Ben Roethlisberger business. And actually, the the game two weeks ago, and the six touchdowns against the Ravens was pretty impressive, and it's the back-to-back feet. It's the 500 yards. And when you think of all the NFL uh, records that are still around, the ones that have just lasted the, the test of time, Norm Van Brocklin back in 1951 in week one against the New York Yanks, and that's right, the New York Yanks, that was the name of the team, threw for 554 yards. And that record has stood since that time. And you think of all the liberalization of the rules and everything that's gone on in the NFL, just guys can't play defense Hmm. anymore, and nobody's even approached it. And Roethlisberger did it, throwing all those touchdowns, and it really is one of the most impressive passing feats. That's I think a, I've we'll never ever, thought about it's, the Van Brocklin aspect that they're not slinging the ball all over the place constantly like they are in the 21st century. And you're yeah. right. nobody's. I do think Roethlisberger two weeks ago really could. If they would have said, let's just go for we're doing this out of vanity and we want to break the record, they took their foot off the gas. They could have said, keep throwing it, Roethlisberger. And it was, what was he, 30 yards away from it? He yeah, he was, it. he's real close to it. And you think of it, and it, it strikes me – in that Roethlisberger just doesn't care about stuff like that. That he's now, I, I, I don't know if it's because he's married now with children, because you look at him, how he looked a couple of years ago, like he's slimmed down. He's probably not out boozing all the time. And you know how that goes. Um, you know, yes, you start, to, you start yes, to settle do down and everything like that. So I don't know just, how it goes when you stop doing that, but I right, do know but you can up to the part it. of boozing. All but the he time. looks great. Like Rosie McGee, my wife, was just mentioning last night, like, he looks really good. Like, he looks slim, he looks good, and everything, and he, he's real. And it's just, he seems so at peace now. Like, that could have easily been a situation where, he, again, like you were talking about, he could have gone out and broken the record, easily could have done it. But he's like, you know what? I've won a couple of Super Bowls. I really don't have that much to prove to where there are other quarterbacks in the league who I feel that are so worried that who play so poorly in big games that they have to go out and win all the, and, and set all these records and not only set records that when they set them, they have to say, you know what, I'm going to script out a gag for you guys to do to kind of like show how fun <laughs> I am. Cause that's I see how, how you brought it all around black tie. You appreciate how he did that. This is blasphemy, guys. How? Here's the thing. This is stuff from like two weeks ago. Can and we I okay. Well, was I here two weeks ago? Yeah. No. And and this is the thing. And we I didn't understand. talk about that to be fair. And I did mean to bring up the scoreboard operator hokum. And it's the thing. To, uh, and let's be honest. If anybody is a Peyton Manning fan, 
and they see that it's my name, me. And, they, oh, and if they see my name is on this podcast, there's no chance they've gotten this far. They've <laughs> they've bounced out. They said, "Doggone it, this guy is back," and they know. And it's it's very uh, it's very transparent, I should say. But it is one of those things. It's like somebody realizes like the only thing I'm going to have to hang my hat on is the records that I have the most touchdown passes in history. I have the well, most let me yards. ask you this. That's exactly right. And we brought this up last week to Nate Burleson here in studio 66. So I ask it of you now. I know what your answer is going to be. I don't know what black ties will be. If you hooked up Tom Brady and Peyton Manning to lie to, to a lie detector and you said, whose career would you rather have yours or the other guys? What do you think the answer is from both of them? From both of them, Brady's easily Brady's. I think there's, I, I, hundred percent. I don't that. think it's close. I think that Peyton Manning knows deep down. That's why he plays with a certain sort of um, chip on his shoulder. Isn't the right thing. He resents. If you point out to him though, that why, you know, if, if, if you ever ask him, what is the story? Why do you think you don't play as well in the postseason? He gets very upset about it. He that. acts like it never happens. Like, how could you even, how but could you even ask me it. such a question? Of course it's a human. That's what I always say about Clayton Kershaw. I do, oh, do you think that really gets into their head? Yeah, it gets yeah. into their head. They hear the media, and they're not human beings if they don't hear it. What, if you're Tony Romo and you have played great games and you've put up big numbers, but you know the knock on you in Dallas and nationally is, boy, in the last two minutes, this guy has a bad habit of throwing games away, and it's uh, it's heartbreaking to watch. Do you think that that really isn't going through his head when he's standing in the huddle? No, no, no. I'm concerned about the here and now. No, you're not Damashek, Romo. Like, <laughs> I like to celebrate the here and now. You're nervous. You're you're a human being. And Clayton Kershaw can have a dynamite 2015, but all that will matter is once he gets to October. He can dominate all through the regular season again. Once he gets to October, will it be running through his head? Absolutely, especially now that Madison Bumgarner is being held up as oh the superior gosh. guy. That's got to torment Clayton Kershaw like nobody's business. Well, that's the thing. If you wanted to uh, take a, um unbiased look at it, if you're a Peyton Manning fan and you want to take an unbiased look at it, although I think a lot of Peyton Manning fans are starting to come around, as uh, weird as that seems, just take a look at Kershaw and Bumgarner and just say to yourself, just looking at these two guys who you probably don't have an attachment to, like who's who's having the better career? Like, nothing is better than what Madison Bumgarner just did. I know. Winning. And is, is there any Dodgers fan, if you hook them up to a lie detector, who do you rather? Who would you rather have? Game seven, all the marbles. Who would you rather well, be, have, Kershaw or Bumgarner? Of course you know the answer to that. And that's the weird thing, too, is a lot of guys will, well, that's, that's a different question. Like, not, not really, because what we ultimately celebrate are the guys who win the championships – and the guys who I, I mean, we could sit here and argue about how the baseball playoffs are really kind of lack, not lackluster, but they're they're ridiculous. I mean, it's they're unsatisfying because of we've talked about this so many times. Of course, what happens in that it's a the 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 difference between good and bad in baseball is narrower than it is in other sports like the NBA. Good, a good team playing a bad team in a seven-game series would win 10 out of 10 of those series. A good right. baseball team playing a bad team in in a seven-game series would lose one, two, three times out of 10 because of the nature of the sport. That's four. What it has to I mean, four times average. would be the average. Right. Um, now we're off the rails because I don't remember how we bring it back to Peyton. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> but or, well, or we could talk Roethlisberger or – 
We could come back around. You know what? Let's finish the Roethlisberger slash Steelers conversation. I find it remarkable that in the AFC North, you now have, and I said this in advance of this, obviously, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really good at math. You could see the, lo- the winner of Steelers-Ravens was going be- to have the most wins in the division, mm-hmm. and the loser goes to the last place, and so now that is the Ravens sitting there in the four hole in the North. That would be good enough to be in first place in the NFC South. How well, Damon Shake's a genius. How? Yes, thank you, Say. <laughs> I mean, how? Uh, thank you, Hawk. And by the way, we got to get Hawk and his pal uh, James Laurinaitis on here together. We're we're gonna do uh, a tag team because you know Laurinaitis' mm-hmm. father rank, of course, you know, was uh, not Hawk. He was the other guy. Animal. Animal. Right. Hawk. Hawk has left us, but mm-hmm. we're gonna have Hawk and Laurinaitis, which is a weird sort of. No, I got gotcha. you. Completing of the of the circle there. Um, but anyway, yeah, you'll have to be in here for that because oh. they like talking wrestling, and I'm out of my depth, as you know, with that. Okay, so, yeah. So when we get the we get the tag team effort. Uh, we got to figure that out. In fact, a tag team, me and Rank versus Hawk and Laurinaitis? I don't know. Anyway, we'll figure all that out. But um, so now you have the Browns there, and this is what drove me crazy on Sunday watching some of the Browns game. These th- these are the Cleveland Browns winning. They're in the midst of winning a pro football game. The Cleveland Browns are. They're in, in the lead in the second half of a football game that actually counts in the standings. And all you hear from the crowd is this restless murmuring. Oh, they should take out Hoyer. You can feel it coming through the TV. And the TV doesn't help because they keep cutting away to Johnny Manziel every chance they get. You think the cutaways to Kurt Warner's wife, Brenda, back in 1999 were a lot? This this dwarfs it. All they do the whole game is, what's Johnny Manziel doing now as the Browns continue to win? Cleveland Browns fans, don't you know who your team is? That You're the Browns, and you're, you have a winning record, and you're winning games, and all you're worried about is the backup QB. It's it's nonsense. But the it, it, that divisional race is officially fascinating stuff, and that tie that the Bengals had against the Panthers, you wonder, uh, so does that help them? I think does it, it does. I think it – well, obviously it's better than them having a loss. Right. And I wonder if that's going to be the difference in them claiming the division because, Probably. like I say, the Steelers now have more wins than they do and yet trail the Bengals in the standings. Why? Because it goes by win percentage? Yeah. No, that can't be right. Because if you're 9-7, if you're, nine and seven, you're ahead of a team that's 8-7-1, right? Steelers haven't had their bye yet. Yeah, that's so crazy. I forget how they do that. Um, but what we do see is that Tom Brady and, uh, and Bill Belichick – and the rest of those pieces, which, oh, well, Rob Gronkowski is, is an exceptional piece, of course. And, in fact, for the last month we've been saying that when the Chiefs destroyed them on Monday Night Football, I'd say 80% of our peers had conversations about this is it. They're over with. Tom Brady's done. He's on the on the downside. I said, let's see a healthy Rob Gronkowski and whether or not was- that, fix that fixes that offense. And it has now I when kind you see of, him out there. Yeah, I kind of compared it to the end of the Cowboys dynasty in the late 90s when they still had Aikman, Emmett, and Irvin. And everybody would always talk about that, like, oh, you know, this team, as long as they got those three guys, they're still in the mix. But they had lost a lot of the valuable pieces like Ken Norton Jr., Charles Haley, Jay Novacek, some of the offensive line. I think Eric Williams was gone by that point, maybe even Larry Allen. And I kind of compared it to the Patriots. The only thing that where I made an error – was that the Cowboys had gone through a lot of coaching changes. It's not like they still had Jimmy Johnson there. 
and we're struggling. Whereas the Patriots have had Bill Belichick the whole time, and he's been the whole branch there. And really, his run during the free agency era has been remarkable. From 2001 till now, that team's always in the mix. They're always winning. I mean, just look at how, at how many AFC championship games they've been to over the last couple of years. When they don't go to the Super Bowl, it seems like they're playing in the AFC championship game, even if their teams aren't very good. I didn't think that last year that team was very good. No, they were, the, they were desperately flawed last year. They're in the AFC like, championship game. Yep. And they, they're going up against Peyton where had it been a little bit colder – the Patriots could have been in another Super Bowl. And, I, I, and the, people think that's snide. I if it it's if not it, if it were fifteen degrees, they who would beat have won them that last game? year. Who would have who would have won the game if it were fifteen degrees? The Patriots beat them last year, and that's the thing too. Is uh, two years ago where they were playing the Ravens, and had Aqib Talib not gotten injured, I would have felt that the Patriots would have hung on for that one. They would have gone to the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Maybe that's a better matchup for them. Who knows? But you know what? I'll, what they've done has just been remarkable, and they're in the mix again. And now they they kind of control their own destiny. Well, they do, but now I want to throw this at you because now they go into their bye and dig. I, you know, that, all that being said, and all the praise that they that they deserve, especially Brady, because you know, for the first time in twelve years, suddenly he's answering questions about like, are you done? Are you finished now? Mm-hmm. Are, are you on the downside? Talk about getting in your head. Um, he rises to that sort of a challenge, but now they go on their bye. They come out of it at Indy, then the Lions in Foxborough, then at Green Bay, at San Diego, then an important one that they probably need to, to take because the Dolphins are coming and so are, uh, are the Bills. Two of their last three, they host the Dolphins and then they host the Bills, and you know how that ends. They're going to win those games mm-hmm. if, if the division's on the line. But, man, they, they you know – they're going to be – so let's say the Dolphins win next week. They'll be one game back, but the Dolphins have the head-to-head at this point against them because of the week one victory against them. You know, add in the Lions, at Green Bay, at San Diego, the, who you figure is going to be playing desperate at that point as well. Only the Jets stands out. The at-the-Jets game stands out as a, as a sure victory. But even that, it seems like if Rex Ryan's teams do one thing, it's that they take a run at the, at the Patriots. Right. Once or twice a year, they really uh, they really put a scare into them if they don't beat them. So I don't necessarily hand this to the Patriots. And if the Colts can win that Sunday game, the Sunday night game, in two weeks, I still like them to get the first overall seed in the uh, in the AFC. Now I, I get a little bit upset as a Steeler fan. If Martavis Bryant had been activated mm-hmm. for those first six games, maybe he makes one more play, one more catch in that Tampa game that humiliating loss to the Buccaneers uh. in Heinz Field. If they if that had happened, the Steelers would be 7-2 and two right now. Um, what do you make, though, Rank? Guys, before we head out of here, can we talk about the NFC? I was just about to, Black. Man. I was going to ask that. What do you guys think? Who gets? Because what's crazy to think is that the Lions lead the division. And, you know, it, it's almost weird when you look at the standings. You're used to seeing the Packers, but you're halfway through – and the Lions are there, and it's easy to say Matt Stafford's going to implode and, you know, you can't count on Indomitian and Sue and all that. But, of course, they haven't had a healthy Calvin Johnson for the majority of the season. Reggie Bush hasn't been available to them consistently. If Calvin Johnson is right, if he's 100% and ready to roll there, then the team can't really drop off, I don't think, that much. So I'm starting to think that the that division's going to produce two 
playoff teams. And again, that then means that either the Seahawks or the Niners don't make it. And we keep talking about that, but that continues to be true. And neither one might make it if you buy the Cowboys. The Cowboys, if they can come back now and Romo or or even Brandon Whedon can knock off the Jags in London – no, Brandon Whedon. Against the Jags, it could happen. You're playing the Jaguars. Who cares? I could, Come on. I could uh, put up 14. The Jags are tough at home. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that I, that does count as a home one for them at this point. But if they win that one then, and then they go on their bye and Romo maybe gets a little healthy and they can keep their role going, both those teams might be out. I've already declared the Seahawks aren't going to the playoffs, and I saw nothing against the Raiders that dissuades me from that opinion. You know? Right. They – they could not establish Marshawn Lynch. I know he gets in the end zone twice, but they could not establish him on the ground against the Raiders. They couldn't run the football very well. And Russell Wilson completed fewer than 50% of his balls. I, you know, I, I continue to say, and the, the, the 12s get very upset with me. Two of the more hardcore fan bases as far as nasty comments on Twitter mm-hmm. go, if you comment against them, Niners and Seahawks. And, I'm going to expose myself now to more of that sort of attack, that verbal yeah, criticisms. Do that. But I could see now both the Niners and uh, and Seahawks missing out. How say you? I could see the 49ers missing it more than the Seahawks. I feel they're going to get better. They're going to get right. Russell Wilson is way too good to continue with this funk. He's been, you know, I, I guess it's one of those things that they really need to learn how to play as a champion. With these teams coming out and taking their best shot. What does at that mean, though? I, really, I love I asking mean, players about that. What does that mean you get their best shot? What do they uh, – Do you not watch? Like, the Raiders I know, don't, you I, hear it all the time. I watched – you know, I went back and watched them. I'm like, the Raiders aren't this good. Like, I'm, I'm just watching it. I'm like, they're doing things they wouldn't normally do. And Derek Carr got a little bit ahead of himself and really shouldn't be challenged. I, I understand, you know, it's – I'm going to go after Richard Sherman. I'm not going to shy away from this guy. And, and he made a couple of bad plays. To where if they're just, you know, a little bit smarter with the ball. And the defense played well. And it, I Listen, Russell Wilson, people who keep saying to me, first of all, I'm not saying Percy Harvin was a stats machine. I'm saying he was a distraction that had to be accounted for that opened things up for the other guys on the field. But the other factor is that nobody seems to talk about all, while they're celebrating Golden Tate, the fantasy star in Detroit. Mm-hmm. They don't acknowledge the fact that Golden Tate's not on the Seahawks either anymore. Those right. are two key pieces of that. Your Doug Baldwin is your guy. They don't have an effective pass catching tight end. They, I mean, you know, what what do you what are you worried about other than uh, first of all Marshawn Lynch and two Russell Wilson? You know, when the play breaks down and that is a legitimate threat, his ability to take off with the ball. But that that de- that offense just is not scary compared to what you see in, as far as the top teams go in 2014. And the defense, while still good, is not shut down like it was the last no. couple of years. Teams are going in and being able to run against them, having a little bit more success throwing the ball against them, the Raiders notwithstanding. So, yeah, it is going to be a bit of a problem for them. I, I don't think that they're better than the Cardinals right now, as weird as that is to say, but the Cardinals were a 10-6 and six team last year, so it's not completely unheard of for them to be playing as well as they are. And you know what? And you think back to this, too. And when Manning was going through all his courtship and he barely, like, gave a curse rate look to the Cardinals, I remember thinking at the time, like, bad move. Because he he got really fortunate last year that the Broncos' playoff games weren't that cold. They He kind of skated through. And, you know, it was bad luck. He ran into the Seahawks in that cold weather in that Super Bowl. 
But, man, if he was set up in Arizona right now, if you think about that team, of course it was Ken Wisenhunt and not Bruce Arians. But just that defense with that team, you could have had the playoffs all the way through in the Dome, a Super Bowl in the Dome. This could have been the one. This could have been the year. But now I feel like his door is closed, and I'm sorry, Black Tie, I'm taking it back. So I'll go back to the NFC. I'm going all over the place. I think that's fascinating. That's a that, that's a fascinating thought. But as it is, Carson Palmer, who I just thought was going to be the bugaboo and the undoing of this team, you know, it's remarkable that we talked about it last week. 2005 is a long time ago in football terms. Carson Palmer was on a really good Bengals team. Who knows mm. what might have happened that year if he does if Kimo Van Olhoffen doesn't fall into his knee at the start of that playoff game against the Steelers. This that I would say the Bengals win that game at least. Right. The Bengals would have won that. You had the damaged Colts team there. That team maybe goes on to win the Super Bowl. Um if if he doesn't do that. And all these years later, with all the weapons they have out there and the defense playing like it is. I, that team ain't jive, and I think that they are going to hold on and win the division. So, who wins the NFC East with, is it the, the Brandon Whedon Cowboys you know or the what? Mark Sanchez Eagles? That is the craziest uh, thing going around. I like Mark Sanchez. I feel... What an indictment of the Jets coaching staff, though. Oh, what, what, uh, <laughs> it's Brian if Schottenheimer. He, if he is productive now, it really has to be humiliating. And don't, and I know a lot of people, If Mark San, when Mark Sanchez is successful, a lot of people will just be like, oh, this is Chip Kelly's system, to which I would just say, well, here's Matt Barkley. What did he do with this system? So you got to have a quarterback with a certain set of skills. And I look at Chip Kelly now. He wasn't at Oregon in time to have recruited Mark Sanchez, but he's certainly familiar with what he's able to do because of his Pac-10, now Pac-12 roots. And when the free agency period opened up last year, Sanchez was one of the guys that he sought out to bring into his system. Now, it's not like there was a lot of great free agents out there, but he did bring in Sanchez as opposed to going out and drafting a guy. So that means a lot to me. And then during the preseason, had this been an open competition, Sanchez clearly outplayed Nick Foles, clearly. And you can't really bench a guy who threw just two interceptions the previous year. So Chip Kelly was kind of in a situation where, like, okay, well, I guess I got to oh, kind of go uh, with You know Foles. how much I agree with you? I predicted last week, and Black Tie can attest, I said if Foles plays poorly against uh, the Texans and they lose that game, you'll see Sanchez in Week 10 on Monday Night Football. David Shek's a genius. Thank you, Hawks. Well, the, the football gods agreed with me and intervened and saw to it that we got to see. But, of there. course, you're getting all your knowledge from football, baby. All right. Well, listen, uh, listen you get it by hook or by crook. Listen, you know that's I take advantage. I'll ride his coattails to uh, to fame, fortune, and uh, football savvy. All right. Well, listen, I'd like to sit here and kibitz for another half hour, but Black Tie is a busy man, and he says it's oh, time yeah. for us to go. The producer of every podcast created. I know. Who here. came up with that idea that you're in charge of every single podcast? Wow, no like, way that gets uh, to be a. a a conflict in scheduling for you. Not at all. It's a crazy world we live in. However, though, speaking of podcasts, Coach's Show, you can check that out on NFL Now. I didn't ask for you to do but that. But what I was going to do, though, that's one of your favorite podcasts. I you know, said it I yourself. Love, I told it's you it's my stuff. number two podcast. Mooch here. And, and Billick going over the I hottest coaching topics. I love them both. But uh, it's a short podcast, and we're getting some feedback that this podcast.
guess I have been short. But yeah, we're doing more video video now, so make sure to check it out. Seriously, NFL now. I'm partial to doing all the video. Yeah, I like doing it. I think it's uh, I think it's fun. And sadly, though, this is the one that uh, we don't have video for, so people can't yeah. see. Ray's well, you can always go mustache. back and watch the first DFP TV actual show, or you can go and see Warren Sapp's favorite bit and uh, and show on the network NFL Fantasy Live rank is. Uh, is the star there along with his other fantasy pals on the on that show? And all right, so that's it. Black Tie wants to wrap it up. There are a lot of different things we could jump into on the weekend that was. Did you go out for Halloween I, though, Rank? Uh, I did. I was going to take out the nieces and nephews, but their mother didn't want to do it. So we had a lot of pe- a lot of kids come over to our house, and it's weird because our neighborhood has all girls. Like weird. there is fifteen little girls and like two or three boys. So those kids, they probably hate it now. When they're all high school age, they're going to be loving it. Um, I'm bummed out that we're not going to get a chance to talk about Donovan McNabb calling out Jay Cutler from a couple. I know it's old news. Like a couple of weeks. Of all things of Donovan McNabb to call out Jay Cutler on. Like, yeah, he doesn't win the big game. It's like, wait, what? What are you? That's like Donovan McNabb calling out somebody for gaining weight after he stopped playing football. <laughs> like, what are you call? Wait, that's what you're known for. Like, that's like I could imagine Peyton Manning like six years from now calling out quarterbacks. Like, this guy just never seems to win in the clutch. Like. What are you? What are you talking about? That should be your. It's new, like me, like I like if I was say, like, yeah, you ahead. know what? I can't believe ESPN put Scott Van Pelt on TV. Why is a bald guy? Do they on know television? he has no hair? Hello, yeah. Like what um, is this? Like Scott Van Pelt has no bit. No, I, I don't want. People, I love Scott Van Pelt. Like don't take that soundbite and. Make for it those is. for those kind enough to ask after uh, you know Jean Claude Van Damaschek and Baby Oprah, football baby's uh, older siblings. We had a wonderful Halloween as well. Um, did they dress? The kids dress up and everything, right? Of course they do. What are they? What were the costumes? Baby well, Oprah goes as Baby Oprah. I like where. Well, first of all, Jean Claude Van Damaschek went. You know, he went chalk for a kid his age. For a five-year-old, he went. Not surprisingly, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Michelangelo. Okay. Okay. Is, his, uh, is his cup of tea. He likes Donatello is probably the choice we were looking for. There. Well, he tells me. I don't, I, you know, I'll defer to uh, Jean-Claude Van Damaschek. He tells me that uh, Mikey is the funniest of the four. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I went with that. I also then, to match him, I uh, I went as uh, Mikey myself. Mikey I, used to make me so hungry for pizza, though. <laughs> that was his main thing. Oh, we'll that, get to you in one that second. Made me, that made me real hungry for pizza, and then Archie Comics made me real hungry for cheeseburgers because of Jughead. Isn't yeah. that yeah, That's so yeah. true you say that. That's absolutely oh, right. They were always eating the burgers, and you're and right. Shakes. I remember when Theo on the Cosby show once um, they, they had all these leftover hamburgers that uh, Rudy and her friends didn't want to eat at her birthday party, and Theo mm-hmm. ate the burgers. I've I've never salivated so much in my <laughs> life how much I wanted those burgers. But also, Baby Oprah, I like where her head's at. She came up with her own costume. She was the princess of all monsters. <laughs> so you know, but and then was and then the thing that was fun about that was so she came up with that, which I hailed her for. Good for you. You're the only one on the face of the earth wearing this costume. But then she was surprised. That when she would go to the door and they people would ask, "Who are you?" She was she was thrown by, "Why are they asking me who I am?" Well, because they don't know who, well, they don't know what Princess of the Ball Monsters is. Black Tie went not just chalk, but went crazy. I saw pictures of you oh. online, Black Tie, 
You went as Michael Jordan. Well, well, it was a '90s party. It was a birthday party of a co-worker. But you're, here. but you're, you have anointed Wait, yourself, young Kobe. Whose birthday party was it? Anthony Smith is a network feature producer, and it was because somebody, somebody said they went. Somebody in the lunchroom, they said they went to an '80s party. Mm. Like, hey, we went to an '80s party, so we went as Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Oh no, how was it? <laughs> Oh, what? Yeah. They're not ironically. Yeah. Uh, 90s party for me, though. So I went as not MJ, but as every kid in the 90s, a wannabe Mike. Oh, all right. All right that's, that's a little better. bit better. I don't know. That's so way how, do you, how do you differentiate from well, Michael I mean, Jordan? And... Right there. I just tell you the story. Oh, I got you. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's good. But then again, for the record, though, Rank, I don't know if you – I don't think you were in here for this. You know that uh, he, when he was growing up, black ties, friends, he claims at least. Not friends. This furlough bystanders at the guys, parks. The guys at the park when he was playing pickup ball would call him Young Kobe. No, they wouldn't. That's what he says. Just That's what he claims. They used Kobe. To, they legitimately. I never, took it, I never took it as a compliment. I, I wasn't at that point. I wasn't a fan of Kobe anymore. So I actually didn't like it. I took that to mean that. Well, now you I took are. A too many, took, took too many shots. That's but, derisive. Yeah, that's not yeah. a. They don't think that you're that good. They just think you're taking yeah, away the, too I many shots. I was a young guy who was, you know, playing with older guys and just, you know. Next time Rain's like, in here, next time Rain comes in, though, we are definitely talking about the state of his Lakers. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've, I've come up with a new reality show, by the way. By the way, when I was a kid, they used to call me Dr. A because I had a nice, like, froey head of hair. And so Dr. A was my. Yeah, I like that. That was your name, yeah. They call me. I've told you before. They call me. They call me the nicotine patch because you because you, when you uh, like you remember the glove Gary Payton right because he was a glove uh, defensively. I'm like a nicotine patch. I get on you. I stick on you and I make you sick because I because I can defend you so well. If you come, but the thing is, you come south of the foul line. It's not personal. It's it's strictly right, it's business. business. You know, I got to send you back from where <laughs> from whence you came. Um, all right, young Kobe. We'll wrap it up there. That's the greatest. I love it too. It just it it sends me over the moon. Young Kobe, but stepping out on Young Kobe. He's so happy about Jordan. it. <laughs> it's fitting because the man who gave himself the nickname Black Mamba, which is interesting. Nobody really ever talks about the fact that he that he, no, I do. I talk about it. He I, broke I the rule. My very first, I say Black Ties. Very first. He's oh, I hate it. Like numerous. Yes. I hate it. I can't. I, I, it's shameful to give show. yourself your own nickname, but nobody ever points out the fact that so he decided to do this, and he could had any animal in the animal kingdom, and he went with a snake, and he yeah. did it himself. Yep, I'm a, I'm the snake, everybody. Yeah, that, I'm that's the not, snake. That's not flattering. You call other own. people snakes, and you don't do it in a positive manner, but I'm going to name myself after a snake. He's built his own persona, and we've let him run free with that. It's crazy. Hey, wow. this Same. 90s party, though, what was, like, the number one? Like, were there guys – I have to admit – I have to believe there was at least one person in Zuba pants no doing Zuba that pants. ironic look, no? Some some flannel. Some, Somebody, um, yeah, I was just going to yeah, say – Kurt Cobain, the, uh, like, that would have been – Nine for inch nails, guy, or something like what that. What was what was like the prevailing? Like, there's one. Was there a, was there a lady dressed up as oh, Molly no. Shannon? No, there was a lot of. Um, That's what I would. I I remember because I remember going to parties. Uma in the Thurman. 90s. There was a lot of Uma, Uma Thurman. Thurman. Yeah, there that'd be a good one. Wu Tang. Wait, Uma Thurman from what? Pulp know. Fiction. Oh, in Pulp Fiction, because I was I thought you were going to say Kill Bill, which of course is Mm-mm. in the 2000s. Yeah. No, because I was I remember like. In the ni- in the actual '90s, I was going to a party one time, and there was a girl dressed as Molly Shannon, who I didn't realize to the next day like that wasn't Molly Shannon because we had you know. Yeah, we you can do Chris Farley's "Down by the River" guy is very Matt 90s. Foley, yeah. 
um, I guess one well, of the friends. Austin, Austin Powers. Finish that off, Rank, where we started. You mentioned friends, and then we wrap it up here. The around the NFL guys, or at least the majority of them, think Friends is Dan the funniest. Dan is the only one that thinks think it's, it's good. the funniest show of the nineties. Chris Wesley does not. Well, and, Chris um, Wesley is right on that count. It's uh, well, the the question and the answer to that is news radio. Oh yes, and, you uh, did weigh in on Twitter. I did on weigh that. in on that. It is not the fun. News radio is better than Friends, absolutely, but it is not. It doesn't keep up. I mean, the two best sitcoms of all time, arguably. Well, the top three sitcoms in, in Damashek's book are Cheers, The Simpsons, and The Larry Sanders Does Show. The Simpsons count as a sitcom? Because I know it's a cartoon. I feel like Scripted it's in a... half-hour comedy. How, I feel, like it's, the in a, I feel like it's in a category all by itself. You know right, what's, you know what's almost unfair of it? It's like when people get together and talk about the greatest rock song of all time, you just... Wait a minute, like, it's Freebird, but we're really talking about number two. So when we're talking about best sitcoms of all time, we're really, like, the Simpsons are already just granted this status. Like, yeah, we, we all admit. Well, then, all right. Well, really, like, but still, it's, Larry wait, wait, Sanders wait, is better. No, Larry South, Sanders is but better South than New Radio. But really, like, if you think about it, like, South Park might be better than all of them. South Park, and South Park's still going strong. It's as good as ever. I guess that's the same thing. But their commentary... I don't know. The Simpsons is pretty. Nah, Simpsons, South Park, because I'd put South Park ahead of Larry Sanders. But I News just, Radio. I don't understand why people sleep on Larry Sanders. It's so funny. Because it was. Uh, it's not doesn't have punchlines to it. It's as much fine. As things, but, uh, uh, that's number one. And Gary, Sh- you know what? The Gary Shandling show was better than Larry Sanders. Don't start. That's the end of it. Now, this is the now the we Gary shut show? the lights out and shut all the power off. I like that show, but it wasn't as good as Larry Sanders. All right. What a pleasure to see him once again during the bye week of his Chicago Bears. That's why he was available to us today. The great Adam Rank. Follow him at Adam Rank on Twitter. By the way, Rank. Yeah. You know what I noticed? What's that? On your tweet from today, what did I see? Or was it yesterday? You're about to pass me in Twitter followers. What? That's right. Oh, this just got really awkward. <sighs> I've got like 12 um, people who follow me on Twitter. Uncomfortable. Can't be. No, Rank is 63... Point two. Oh, that's fun. Damashek. Oh, thank you to everybody. Damashek, 65.1. What happened to my to my massive lead? <laughs> He's a TV star. He's on TV every day now. What what happened to and, my lead, I say? And once the fantasy season's over, I'll go back to 14. I don't care for that. I don't care for it one bit. <laughs> um, all right, so well, that's that. Well, thank you for everybody who's following along. NFL Fantasy Live, NFL.com. He's putting up the like, dislike. Fridays, right? Yeah, it come, actually, this season we started doing it on Thursday. And to be perfectly truthful, the first couple of weeks, little little hard to get into the schedule. The last couple of weeks, even if you don't like fantasy, read the introductions. They've been really good. Last, I'll, I'll tell you when it's bad, and I'm mailing it in. I'll even admit it right off the top. Like, look, I'm mailing this in. Jump down to the fantasy stuff. The last couple of ones have been pretty good. Check it out. Well, we uh, I guess it's too late to do Halloween candy. What's the best Halloween candy <laughs> to you? If you had to pick one, well, snap decision. When you do Halloween candy, what you're really asking me is candy. And I would say, you know, it's funny. I'm I'm a, like a fancy middle-aged woman. I like really good chocolates. Mm-hmm. I don't like the mass-produced Snickers and that and those sorts well, of things. 
Plus, you like this, the micro- this is American chocolate, too, which is not very good at all. I like dark chocolate. That's I take my true. chocolate. I, I like the ones when they give you the percentage on the outside mm. of the dark of the yeah. chocolate bar. Little, 72% little. cacao bean. If, you, if you're trying to put a little, if you're trying to put a little mass, that's a good thing to eat after a workout. You know dark what's great? Chocolate. You know what's the best kind of chocolate to get? Who it's, wants mass as an adult? Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm too muscle-bound now. I like, like, you know I'm, what? Get the salt. You're fine. In. Like, you've, you could, you, you need to. Th- you're good. You don't need Salt to be bigger. Dark chocolate you want to be big like that. I will go though. For the most part, I don't go for the chocolate-covered, mass-produced treats. I go fruit flavors, and I really enjoy the Jolly Rancher. And as I've said before, I mean, year to year. I would egg your house. Shecky Awards, by the way, less than two months away. This is exciting. And, of First course, the pie-off. Studio 66. Yeah, the pie-off is coming sooner than that. That's, what is that, two and a half, Couple three weeks, weeks away, away yeah. rank, <laughs> if you wish to bring in a pie. But it ain't jive now. Necktie Milner, the original producer of this show, is making not one but two pies oh, for Oh, for great Caesar's ghost. Dan Hanzoos, the reigning champ is cooking up something that he assures me or his uh, his the, the ladies hand Zeus are preparing something handsome Hank has something he's uh, always special strong in store. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be the toughest test yet no jokers allowed black tie I don't want any of your not well I gotta bake something off the cuff I, you know, uh, I, I gotta keep the trend going well better no I don't like this is not a time I, I, I like to like laugh I like to pies. laugh but this is serious business I don't like Thanksgiving pies I'm sorry I like a nice uh, peach or green apple Jolly Rancher all right, we'll get to would you like a jolly? That was always the problem, like with the people who would give out the tootsie rolls or even the flavored, like the fruit flavored tootsie rolls, which I absolutely love. Oh, those are good. Is that when you were a kid, your parents would always be like, you know, nah, you can't have that. And somebody could have monkeyed with that. Like, really, what if you think like somebody's just like putting That's one LS, of the, gr- putting one of the greatest old wives' tales of all oh, time. Is uh, is that people the put razor blades? That's not true. Like the, Black tie, by the way, wants to stand huh. because he and you know he's serious because he didn't say it. On the he mic, he said it, it on the, the internal mic. He's like, "We gotta wrap, guys. Enough. No one cares about care. We gotta. We please, for the love of God, you had to know. let me go home. I have seventeen other podcasts to do before nightfall." All right, fine. That's yeah. it. We'll wrap it up there. He's really happy I came aboard. He's really he's it, it's it, it almost it's hurtful in a way because he was so over like pure joy on his face when I said I wanted to come up. He was so happy until he realized, A, he's going to talk about Peyton Manning for way too long. B, he's going to go way too long. And C, it's Rank, who I just don't like. Daniel Jeremiah is here. Oh, this is the great. Oh, oh, damn it, Oh, And Rank today. Please, (laughs) I have better things to do with my time. All right, Black Tie. I'll take the mic off. We'll give you your wish and we'll end it here. Um, We'll be back. Later in the week, of course, with our Red Challenge flag segment to set you up for Week 10 for all those games. Football Baby, of course, coming later in the week. Before that, you can be on the lookout for the Sheck Report. That's going to be up in a matter of moments. And uh, with all that being said, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.